Let's recite the prayers. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tato Jayam Udhirayet Shrinvatam Swagata Krishna Punyashtavana Kirtana Rudayantastoya Bhadrani Vidhinoti Shurusatam Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamas Loke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Om Ajnana Timirandasya Ajnana Jana Shalakaya Chakshunurmiritam Yena Tasmai Shri Guravenama Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Girim Yadkripatamaham Vande Shri Gurum Dinataranam Trashimad Bhagavatam Kijan So we'll review what we discussed last session. We did like two verses, 26 and 27. Can so can we, whoever uh, was the Rija Rija Mataji were there. So 26, verse number 26. Uh, so this whole section we are talking about how Vasudeva is the object of worship. Yeah, as a project, there are many uh, people who can worship, like you know, politicians or demigods, so many people. But among all of them, this section is establishing that Krishna is the one who is most worshipable object. So, twenty-six. Yeah, yeah, twenty-six and twenty-seven we discussed last time, so we'll just summarize it a little bit. So, whoever is a Srija can attend it. So, twenty-six. Uh, what are some of the points you remember? Yeah, because Krishna is the only. should the devotees regard the, the uh, ghastly forms of the Lord or you know demigods how should what should be their disposition towards them I mean demigods are I think uh, as a, they are also like servants of uh, Krishna and we can we have to respect them as servants of Krishna and like they are fulfilling their duties like Kali Mata like they are all fulfilling their duties and rendering their service towards Krishna and we need to respect them as servitors of Krishna. But we should not pray like they are like a supreme personality. Okay, very good. Yeah. So that's what this point is saying that um, devotees who are serious about liberation reject the ghastly forms of demigods and worship only Lord Vishnu and his plenary portions. No, so the, this was... Temporary benefit because we can worship a demigod. Temporary. Yeah, no, when we worship demigods. So many, so many people are worshipped, so many gods for temporary benefits. Yes, yes. We get only temporary benefits. Yeah. So, te text number 27. Some more points we discussed. Um, so, who is after women, wealth, and progeny and power? Usually, usually people which modes. Ignorance and passion. Usually people in the modes of passion and ignorance, they want women, wealth, power and progeny. So that's why they worship demigods as Mataji is telling, to get all these temporary benefits in this life. So, Srila Prabhupada gave, gave this example of superintendent of police. Can you tell that incident? Yeah. So, 
if you uh, if a person in the prison he pleases a superintendent of police he can get a better situation instead of cutting the rocks under sun he can get a some typist work or something get a little bit temporary relief but he cannot be liberated from the prison in the same way we get temporary benefits when we pray demigods but to get the permanent liberation we need to pray only ஒரு Now we can remember Vasudeva so much in this verses. Vasudeva Paraveda Vasudeva Paraveda Vasudeva Paramaka Vasudeva Paramaka Vasudeva Parayoga Vasudeva Parayoga Vasudeva Parakriya Vasudeva Parakriya Vasudeva Paramjnanam Vasudeva Paramjnanam Vasudeva Paramtapa Vasudeva Paramtapa Vasudeva Parodharmo Vasudeva ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> so after somebody reads this verse they cannot miss right <laughs> there should not be any confusion as to who is the one who who is supposed to be worshipped and who can award everything for us so very nice so actually in the purposeful proper elaborates on each of these phrases you know paraveda paramaka you know what does it mean and how krishna fulfills those you know why krishna is the ultimate object of knowledge why krishna is the enjoyer of sacrifices why krishna is the goal of yogis everything so we'll just try to you know to sink this whole thing deeper into our hearts we'll try to you know go deeper into this verse and i also the prabhupad also gave one lecture about this where he covered rest of the phrases which is not covered in the purport so i put everything together in the notes so we'll just go through them okay so first point from the notes this is just first three lines of the purport so we can somebody can read that from the notes the personality of godhead is the only object of worship is confirmed in this two shlokas in the way no no not from the purport notes there are many mahatmas many yogis jnanis kamis but if they do not approach the ultimate goal of life whatever okay. the shama eva hi kevalam okay so the point here is actually shri prabhupad says that uh, yeah that comes in the next verse so no there can be so many mahatma so many yogi so many gnani so many karmis endeavoring in so many ways but ultimately you know in their journey finally if they don't come to krishna understanding of krishna or you know realization of krishna then it's waste actually you know the whole basically the point is the whole purpose of anything in this world is only to realize krishna now even our material miseries what we face seemingly its duality is material nature caused by material nature but actually that will impel us to take shelter of krishna more for devotees especially right so that's the purpose of this material miseries if if that material miseries don't help us take more shelter of krishna then they are use, useless yesterday we were discussing the same point so we can make best use of the situation we are in by utilizing everything to help us come closer to krishna so another point related to that is that uh, initially you know we have certain karma so you know we have to face the karma uh, even after initiation you know, some devotees get into some incidents like accidents and things like that because there is some little bit of karma krishna withholds even after initiation so that he can protect the devotee from slackening you know whenever they feel like devotee is slacking then they will give little dose of karma so he wakes up you know okay let me you know know that this is not a permanent place for me so he does like that 
but after some point there is actually so the purpose is the purpose of that misery or tragic incidents in their life is so that they can remember that this life is temporary and they have to ultimately surrender to krishna but a person who is already diligently doing that he doesn't need to go through that experience you see the point if he is already sincerely dedicated and devoted to the lord uh, on his own with the uh, with the impetus that i want to serve the lord then he doesn't need a trigger of a misery for him to remind that he has to uh, you know wake up and pray to krishna better but so that's time so you think that we are initiated and <coughs> we are great not they um, maharaj told that uh, being a good devotee not great if you are great devotee you may be somehow ego mm. in your mm. mind and uh, you we have such a other devotee that i am some great mm. i have some knowledge and so many people have to bow down mm. to me mm. yeah and actually um, i mean another way to look at it is uh, krishna that's what you have in lectures that krishna gives problems so that devotee can depend more on yeah. krishna because prabhupada had so many setbacks yeah who can question prabhupada's position mm. Right? Mm. that he was not steady in his devotional mm. service he was mm. mam bhagavat but prabhupada had problems also prabhupada got hit by a car mm. in ravana and he was born and mm. he was you know in a bad shape was in the hospital So there were so many things which happened in Prabhupada's life also, but Prabh- but Krishna orchestrates that so that the devotee's dependence mm. even increase. Like mm. Rapati's example, mm-hmm. she was a pure devotee, but Krishna wanted her dependence to be even more mm. on Krishna. Mm. So he, you know, put her in such situations. Mm. Yeah. So I was able. To, yeah. No. Yeah. That's very good. It completes what I was able to say. So there are two phrases I wanted to say. First is, you know, if if we can capitalize on the miseries to come closer to Krishna, that's the best. That's the best utility of the miseries, right? That's one point. Then other thing is, so given that you know, as the devotee is steady, sometimes Krishna doesn't give a reaction which is supposed to come. If if at all, it's not needed for the devotee. let's say but devotee is already surrendered but at the same time for certain devotees krishna creates such situations to show an example like draupadi pandavas everything even their lives sometimes there are very you know complex situations coming up their lives to show that how a devotee never loses faith in the lord so that also happens but you know we are not at that level so for us you no know, krishna doesn't intervene so much anyway the point i was trying to say is even material miseries can be utilized to come closer to krishna otherwise it's shama evai kevalam and other thing which i don't know i think i might have heard in some lectures with some prabhus they say like the krishna gives miseries that we can handle exactly yeah that's what so he doesn't give us like something which we cannot yes. handle mm. that's what mm. he says yes. if that misery comes to us it means we can handle exactly yeah, exactly so yes very nice correct if there is a problem solution will be with that yeah yeah okay so next point you can read mathis so the point next point proper is saying is why then only krishna is object of worship why krishna is the original cause of everything he is not caused by anyone and he is completely independent therefore all activity should be tra- एवरीथिंग So it's saying, you know, these two are related verses. And why only Vasudeva is because he is the original source. Nobody has caused him. He is the source of everything. Okay. So now let's go to each of the phrases and try to understand how, what, why, you know, Krishna is the one who is, you know, entitled for all of this. So next phrase, Vasudeva Paraveda. So we're talking about the first phrase, Vasudeva Paraveda. So with translation is, Sri Krishna is ultimate object of knowledge. So we can read the points. Student of the Veda should know what is the end of that knowledge, Vedanta. 
In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna declares that the ultimate purpose of Vedas is to know Him, know Him only. So who knows this verse 15-15? Sarvasya so in that verse, Krishna clearly says, Vedaisya sarvair ahameva vedyu. So from all the Vedas, ahameva vedyu, I am to be known. Vedanta krid, I am the one who compiled the Vedas. Vedanta krid, Vedanta vid, eva chaham. You know, I am the compiler of the Vedas, I am the knower of the Vedas. Means I know the Vedas and I am, as Vyasadeva, I compiled the Vedas. And through the Vedas, I am to be known. So it's very clear. So by studying, Prabhupada is saying the lecture purports. So somebody is a student of Vedas. Okay, I study Rig Veda, Atharva Veda, you know, all the four Vedas I'm like, you know, diligently I study. But end of all of the studies, you know, at the end of some number of years, if I don't come to understanding Krishna, where Krishna himself declares that he is the goal of Vedas, then it's again useless. It's there is no point, you know, it's just like this for scholarly. Scholarly purposes. No, that's what. Shri, yeah. Shri Vyasadeva, who is the incarnation of the Lord, compiled the Vedic literatures. His purpose was to remind the fallen souls of Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead. Okay, so in this point, Prabhupada is saying that, you know, even Vyasadeva, who is expansion of Krishna, who compiled the Vedas, he knows the purpose by, by which he compiled. So the purpose is given here. The purpose is he wanted to remind the fallen souls of Krishna. So that's why if somebody is studying the Vedas, he has to know Krishna eventually. So all these points are reiterating the same point. Next, Vedic literatures clearly declare that no demigod can award freedom from material bondage. Continue. Impersonalists who are offensive toward the Lord can surrender unto Him only after many, many births in the culture of transcendental knowledge. Okay, so the point is why only Vasudeva again it's given is that because no other demigod can award freedom. That's very clear. Then other thing is impersonalists. This is a verse 7.3. Uh, this Manishyanam Sarashreshu Kashit Yatate Siddhaves Yatatam Apisiddhanam Kashin Mamveti Tatvata. Uh, or this Janmana, uh, what is this verse? 7.3 is that one only, right? No, no, not that one. Can you click that link? Yeah, yeah same words, okay. So, after many, many births, after many, many births, one gets to understand Krishna. No, so, impersonal is actually Jnanaman. Once they get the real knowledge, they can surrender to Krishna. So, that's why. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Kashin Mamvedi Tatvata. Yeah, same thing. No, so the, this verse usually Prabhupada quotes it in the context that this impersonal is their so-called jnanis, but for them to come to the real knowledge of understanding Krishna, it may take janmanam janmanam, many many lifetimes. So that's so so the point is when somebody has real knowledge, they would be already serving Krishna. So there is a verse elsewhere in Bhagavad Gita, it says that a person who is devotee and is chanting Hare Krishna has already fulfilled all the need, necessities of austerities, all the sacrifices, all the Vedas, everything. So, all the culmination of all of this is devotional service to Vasudeva. So, for example, all of us have already fulfilled those things. It may be not in this life, some other life. Basically, the ultimate purpose of all those things have already achieved by us. Or it may be just the blessing of Srila Prabhupada. That, you know, somehow we have taken up. Okay, so then next phrase, Vasudeva Paramakha. Vasudeva Paramakha. The purpose of performing sacrifice is to please him. All the Vedic sacrificial ceremonies are meant for realizing the truth about Vasudeva. Another name of Vasudeva is Yajna, sacrifice. In every sacrifice there must be Vishnu, Salagrama Sila. Without Salagrama Sila, no Yajna sacrifice can be performed. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly stated that all sacrifices and all activities are to be conducted for the satisfaction of Yajna, Purusha, Yajna or Vishnu. Hmm. What is it was 3.9? Who knows? Yagnartha karmano anyatra lokoyam karma bandana tadartham karma kaunteya mukta sangha samachara. So there that verse it says Yagnartha karmano karmano. So the work has to be done as a sacrifice to Vishnu, otherwise it causes bondage. That verse it says. So same, you know, Yagna, another name of Yagna is sacrifice is Vishnu. So, you know, so. So the so-called Vedic sacrifices, you know, seemingly it's for Kali or somebody else, but actually Shaligram is there, it's worshipped. You know, somebody who's intelligent, eventually after some times, after some mantras, 
and then they will say om you know some verse some phrase they say saying that it's offering to vishnu i don't know what is the sanskrit phrase so somebody is intelligent they will ask you know okay i'm worshiping kali but always you're telling om vasudeva samarpanam something like that you're saying that phrase they will ask you know why then they will say actually he is the supreme the he, everybody kali everybody is giving through him then somebody is intelligent they will say oh let me worship directly him why am i worshiping so that's why you know that's a, but indirectly slowly they will get to know like that ఉండి yeah so the purpose of all the sacrifices is to please him actually in bhagavad gita also krishna says even the demigods are avoiding these benefits they are coming they are able to give only because of me no i am giving them the ability to give this uh, you know so called uh, benefits so the next one vasudeva para yoga vasudeva para yoga yoga is formalizing him yoga means to get in touch with the supreme lord krishna declares that ఆసుదేవ and if one is successful in that attempt one realizes vasudeva in full if unsuccessful the yogis are given a chance to take birth in the families of good learned brahmanas or in the families of rich merchants in order to execute the unfinished task of vasudeva mm. so yoga proper defines as a connection to the supreme lord you know yoga means this relation so all that's why you bhakti yoga everything yoga so we do bhakti everything in connection to the supreme lord so then who is the topmost yogi krishna himself declares in bhagavad gita 6.47 who knows that verse shatak tevadatma namo shadavan tajate yogam samayukta tumo so he says yogi nam api sarvesham among all the yogis bhakti bhakta yogi is the topmost so he declares no so krishna is yogeshwara yogeshwara yes very nice krishna is also called yogeshwara so that the, again the problem proper this addressing is practically these days the yoga term is used for the sake of so many reasons people want to do yoga so that you know they don't have health ailments are cured they get you know reduced fat and somebody you know uh, cures their liver disease these are the reasons they go and do yoga but that's not the real purpose of real yoga real yoga was meant to realize paramatma actually first and the yogis they meditate and gradually you know eventually paramatma will be revealed and proper says that is the first you know, partial understanding of krishna eventually when they go further they will understand vasudeva that's why even the yoga the goal of yogis yoga is also to realize krishna proper says everyone says that yoga actual meaning is connecting yeah connecting with the lord yeah. okay so then vasudeva parakriya vasudeva parakriya All fruitive activities are ultimately rewarded by him only. All our activities, dharma, will be tested by how far we have satisfied the Supreme Krishna to God. Samsiddhir Haritoshanam. Okay. So this, this verse we already discussed, 1.2.13, where it says that, uh, what is that first phrase? Dharma Svansista Pumsa, Rishwakshina Kadashya. No, that's not the verse. Can you click the first line of the verse? 1.2.13 Samshiddhir Haritha No, click the link Adha Pumbir Dvijasthreshta Varnashrama Vibhagasha Kswanitisasya Dharmasya Samshiddhir Haritosha So, you know, we may be doing so many dharma, everything but by doing all the occupational duties if it doesn't evoke our attraction towards hearing the message of the Lord then it's useless 
No, that's why. Some it should completely our occupation duty oh, is perfection of the occupational duty is to actually satisfy the personality of God. That's the verse. Some siddhir haritoshana. So we may be duty doing so many duties as a mother, as a you know, so-called worker, or a wife, and so many things. But at the end of it, you know, the perfection of those duties is that are we pleasing Krishna through our duties? So how do we know we are pleasing Krishna through our duties? How do we please Krishna through our duties? Is that how gradually by doing these duties is our attraction towards hearing and chanting about the Lord is increasing. And our material attachments, yeah, material attachments are decreasing. So by doing our duties, is it helping us reduce material attachments, helping us getting more attracted to Krishna? But if it goes up and down, then what goes up and down means yeah then we have to fix something you know we have to figure out why it's going up and down what is the you know maybe we we don't have enough association we don't have enough faith or we are wavering so we have to make up our mind and we know you know we have heard from shastras what is the ultimate goal so we should just sometime or the other we have to fix ourselves maybe not now maybe sometime later we have to decide you know enough of this because the problem is we still have the taste yesterday also we're discussing the same thing no Yesterday in Bhagavad Gita discussion, it was given that um, Prabhupada was telling, uh, we are discussing Chaturshloki Bhagavad Gita. So there, um, Krishna says that Machita Madhkata Prana Bodhayanta Parastat Paraspara Katayantasya Maam Bhakta Nitya Yukta Upasate. Pure devotees, they always uh, serve me. Nitya? Katayantasya Maam Nitya. Maam Bhakta, I said. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, some other verse similar is there. I think I confuse all the time. Okay. So pure devotees always, uh, they serve me, they always keep me, you know, remember me always. They always serve me and they enlighten, they get so much satisfaction and happiness in conversing about me with each other. And last one is, Bodhiyantas Parasparam, Katayantascha Mamnityam, Tushyanticha Ramanticha. And they great, great, great satisfaction in doing so. So these are all qualifications of pure devotees. So we can measure, you know, where we are, you know, how much are we you know and get happiness in discussing about Krishna but probably we get happiness in discussing about new show or new something got released something like that we can figure out so then I was I somehow I felt you know intriguing I felt intrigued I should ask an intriguing questions I asked no are we afraid to be there are we afraid to be like this where we are just absorbed in Krishna now can we envision ourselves to be like that and is there any fear which is blocking us to become like that Fear is the other way around. <laughs> Thinking of other things. That's true. You know, if we are there, then that's good. We are on the journey. But people who are who are just in the beginning stages, they don't want to become like that. They don't want to be, right? They don't want to be just only with Krishna. You know why? You know, I, I have to have some space for other things, right? Can you? You can relate. Some of you can relate. Why? Because we still have some taste from the material world, it's, and we don't know what it is in the spiritual world or spiritual life. So there is some fear. Fear of renouncing without having the higher taste. Fear that you know I will probably I don't know what is what's going to happen in the spiritual world. Fear but I know losing, what yeah, fear of losing the material enjoyment. Exactly. <laughs> so I know what it is like this, what is this material enjoyment, what it is. I know it sometimes it pains, but I know what it is. I experienced it, I know what it is. But I don't know what it is in Krishna's world. I don't know what it is to get happiness in chanting, what it is to get happiness in Kirtan. No, I don't know. So, you know, I don't want to you know, I want to be careful. Basically, it is a safety zone, right? Exactly. So you are feeling very secure in the zone that you are right now, right? You are surrounded by loving people. Then you feel, okay, what is the suffering they are talking about? And we are not able to you know, experience any kind of suffering. So that also, I think, intimidates a person into you know, jumping into something new altogether. Yeah. That's very good. So basically, there is no impetus. Yeah. <laughs> so Radha Krishna Prabhu says when we discuss this, he say, just wait some time. You know, yeah. some uh, some uh, what to say difficulties on your on its way. So he says, you know, it's just a matter of time. In two three days or something, some tragic thing will happen in our lives. You know, so like that, you know, that's the nature of this material world. Right. Lord, my friends, they are very comfortable, very happy in whatever they do, right? They say, okay, as long as we are doing good to people and we are having all kinds of material uh, enjoyment, why worry? You know, we'll see. When it comes to that, we'll see. Yeah. Next life, who knows what will happen? We don't yeah. care. At least, let's make the best use of the current life. 
ஒரே <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying so that's why you know the one practical application about this verse for us is that you know in all our activities all our you know duties all those things is it leading us towards vasudeva because vasudeva is parangati it is saying in all our conversations all our activities all our duties is it helping us come closer to krishna if it's not then we are really wasting time that's what shrimad bhagavatam is saying Okay, so continuing next words, Vasudevam para, Param Jnanam. He is a supreme knowledge. Vasudevam Param Jnanam. He is a supreme knowledge. According to Bhagavad Gita, there are 18 items in culturing knowledge, which culminates in devotional service to the, to the personality of God, Vasudevam. By such structure of knowledge, one becomes gradually prideless. Devoid of vanity, non-violent, forbearing, forbearing, simple, devoted to the great spiritual master and self-control. By culture of knowledge, one becomes unattached to heart and home and becomes conscious of the miseries mm-hmm. of the death, birth, old age and death. Okay, so this is the point related to point Prabhupada is saying is, because people don't have this knowledge, culture of this knowledge, they're still attached to earth and home and they're not conscious of miseries. So the key solution is we have to culture, have this, this verses 13.8 to 12 talks about culturing, uh, what is it, cultivating this knowledge. It talks about humility, pridelessness and all these char- characteristics. Now we have to cultivate. So that's why you know he is the supreme knowledge and the culmination of all this knowledge is devotional service unto Vasudeva. So that gives a key that you know supreme knowledge, one who is extremely knowledgeable, he surrenders to Krishna. <laughs> Prabhupada says that's why devotees are topmost intelligent people. People generally think, you know, they're sentimentalists. They don't have any intelligence. They just want to roam around on the road, chanting, dancing like, you know, mad people. But actually, yeah, they're brainwashing. But actually, they're most intelligent. That's why um, this verse is there, right? Sumedasha, Sumedasha. Ignei Sankirtana Prarai, Yajinti Sumedasha. Sankirtana Yajna will be performed by most intelligent people of Kali Yuga. But whereas Alpamedasha, less intelligent people, worship demigods. Kamashtashtarhitagriyana, right? That words where it says so people who are less intelligent, they worship demigods. But they are most intelligent. Sumedasha, they take to Sankirtan process. No, that's why. Um, no, so most intelligent people take to... Because the pro, the thing is why they are more, most intelligent Prabhupada. Yesterday also we discussed in Bhagavad Gita. that even if propat says in that verse where krishna says that i give the knowledge from within right he gives that with the shining lamp of knowledge i destroy the ignorance within the heart these are the last words 10 point tesham yeah gnanadipena vasvata so in that verse the last part two paragraphs you read if you if, if you will uh, propat says that if somebody may have might have taken a spiritual master somebody may be associated to a particular society but still somebody may not be intelligent enough to make further progress in that cases if he is sincere and he is sticking to the devotional practices krishna helps him to make progress now that's the by removing this darkness from within the heart like darkness of attachment to material enjoyment he removes that so that he completely illumines within the heart and he completely con- you know f- dedicates himself for the service so krishna helps no so so that's the wonderful that's why proper says actually devotee can never be a ignorant person even though so called they may not be materially educated 
A devotee can never be an ignorant person because Krishna is guiding from within. Okay, so the next one. Uh, continuing some more points about knowledge, physical knowledge. Yeah, Physical knowledge in its various branches is condemned in Bhagavad Gita as a, as Adhyana or the opposite of real knowledge. The ultimate aim of physical knowledge is to satisfy the senses and thereby continuance of the threefold miseries. Therefore, it is knee science. The same physical knowledge leading to the way of spiritual understanding helps one to end the miserable life of physical existence and to begin the life of spiritual existence on the plane of Vasudeva. Mm. So that there is a role for physical knowledge also. If it's used only, you know, how to enjoy more. Okay, all this. Okay, let me get all the information, how to watch, what's the next show, what's the next movie. We gather all this information for that purpose. It's again, no, leading to um, entanglement. It's nations, right? But same knowledge about the world can be used in order to cultivate, come closer to Krishna. We can, uh, that's why actually, uh, Ishopanishad, there's a verse, it says, a practicing devotee should simultaneously cultivate knowledge and ignorance or rather um, information no that's a different verse no this verse is they're talking about one should simultaneously cultivate knowledge about the material world as well as spiritual world that's no 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 they're saying simultaneously you should acquire knowledge about this material world and spiritual world so somebody may wonder, you know, I'm trying to be a devotee. Why I should get knowledge about this material world? So you know this material world is not meant for you. You will be firmly convinced. And you know spiritual world is where you want to go. We cannot say, you know, oh, just, you know, blindly say, oh, I don't care about it and start investing. Then suddenly some very flashing thing comes on your face. Then say, oh, wow, this is very attractive. Right? So simultaneously we should cultivate knowledge about material world and spiritual world. So that's the point he is saying, same physical knowledge can lead us to come closer to Krishna. Is Upanishad 6 to 7? Yeah. 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 So the next one, real education is to teach people about Vasudeva or Krishna. So Prabhupada of course condemns like, you know, these days modern education, especially public schools, he says, you know, slaughterhouses. It's completely just remove all the faith anybody has in anybody. Completely just that's why it kills. Slaughter means killing, right? Killing the propensity for the soul to serve the Lord. That's real slaughter. But actually, real education is meant people to bring closer to Krishna. So I have I wanted to share one personal incident in this regard. So first time when me and Divyashri Mataji went to Vrindavan, I was not married at the time. So my and I was directly from US. We went directly to Delhi and to Vrindavan. So. First we went to Mayapur? Yes, because Guru Maharaj told me first take. Oh, right. So I also came with you? Yeah. Oh. So we, both oh, we went to Mayapur and after that we joined the Vrindavan Yatra. So then, and uh, I was alone, right? So I asked my parents to come and come there and stay with me three days and come back, take me back to their hometown. Because still the culture is they don't allow the girl to travel alone, right? Like that. So I thought this is an excuse. I can bring my parents to meet my spiritual master and see the dham. They get some benefit. So they came like that and somehow, you know, uh, so one session they were attending and my Guru Maharaj was there. So I wanted to get their, get his association, you know, get them his association. So I went and introduced them. Then, uh, and my mom was like immediately, they know, right, the, what I'm saying is, you know, they're very elevated. They can, within moments, they can figure out where people are. So my mom is very, very uh, chaste lady. So actually she knows how to regard Swamiji's and he is wearing saffron, right? So she didn't even look in, I look at her, look at him. Actually I was facing directly, so it's like this. Maharaj was here, I was here, my dad is here, my mom is here. So I was directly in front, you know, we are very, <laughs> as if you know what to say, very shameless, right? Like we don't have any culture like that, you know? So, but then my mom, she didn't even, she was looking at my dad. She didn't even turn like this, side sideways to see him. So at the end, when they left, my parents left, my Guru Maharaj told, you know, your mom is very pious, he told. But he didn't say anything about my dad. Maybe it's <laughs> got to be negative, so he didn't say anything. And then my dad said, uh, uh, you know, oh, basically the issue they were facing is for my marriage now. That was the prime, uh, you know, problem they're facing. So whomever they meet, they want to get some blessings for that. So first thing my dad asked is, you know, Sadhuji, Swamiji, give blessings that my daughter gets married. Like I was like, oh my God, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed. Then 
then uh, he said yeah uh, it will happen it will happen no don't worry it will happen and something you know uh, my dad in order to promote me further he was saying no she's very intelligent girl she got you know good grades in everywhere and she's very smart like that you know just to uh, give me more recommendation or something he was telling i was like feeling so <laughs> low here so small then maharaj was looking at me and he said yeah you have given her material education we will give her spiritual education he told on the statement so then you know it completes the whole thing you know you have taught her all the materially what you can ms bachelor's everything but we will give her how to become a good devotee it's very nice so so then uh, next point all scientific research all scientific research should be know, should be to know vasudeva modern day research only focuses on the body external things example mm, i will share i will share this so so basically prabhupada is saying that you know even scientific research somebody has to for example this bhakti what is he institute he bred this bhakti what is this institute bi right bhakti veda no that prabhu ji bhakti swarup damodar prabhu maharaj yeah. maharaj bhakti swarup damodar maharaj he was a phd right he is a scientist so prabhupada especially no he said you can now you have come to krishna consciousness you use all your research to establish that krishna is the supreme so he wrote he established a center and he did all this research towards that and so much it's still going on so that's what prabhupada saying scientific research also should actually come to the conclusion where is you know who is vasudeva so and prabhupada is relating one incident where in mit no no not that bi bi bhakti vedanta institute there is a bi in mumbai actually we we saw vrindavan institute hmm this is bhakti vedanta institute in mayapur also yeah there is research institute is in mayapur i guess right maybe they have branches two of them yeah so this incident shall probably sharing that once he was asked to speak in mit mit is like you know technology hi fi thing right so then he was speaking you know what is your technology can your technology bring a dead man alive can your technology say what is missing in a dead person when compared to a live person then what's the use of your technology so point blank he was telling you know so much you are doing <laughs> technology all these things what's the point in if it's not solving the real problems of life but so much money is spent in all these things you should come listen to prabhupad's recordings on the evenings like the whole week ஒன்னுக்குஸ் and he's writing checks that intimate conversations are recorded it's very nice today's i think the last day it mm. started from monday and yeah mm. it started monday whole week 14th to 19th there is 50th year celebration mm. yeah very nice yeah. okay so the next one vasudeva parata param tapa somebody can read mathe divishma also all severe austerities are performed to know him Tapasya means voluntary acceptance of bodily pains for the sake of knowing Vasudev. Example, Lord Shri Krishna, who is the father of all living entities, agreed to become the son of Vasudev and Devaki, being pleased upon their severe austerities. Austerities performed for the sake of sense gratification are classified in the modes of passion and ignorance. Passion and ignorance cannot end the threefold miseries of life. You can pause it. I will just summarize the uh, examples. So then again, tapasya also is really meant for knowing Krishna. Otherwise, it's useless again. Same point. So then he gives example of Vasudev and Devaki. They also perform no austerities. But for what? To have Krishna as their son. But whereas modern days, there's so many tapasyas. Even Hirindhikashipu performed so many tapasya. But what's the point? Point is, he wanted to get more power and he wanted to defy the Lord. Then there's no use. And, you know, even to de- manufacture any item or object or even atom bomb, there's so much tapasya involved. so much determination dedication time effort but what's the use purpose of this finally it's meant to kill people so proper says in the lecture actually what did you achieve in that inventing a atom bomb anyway people are going to die you just made it accelerated the process of death <laughs> <laughs> what's the use of this invention 
So uh, then other thing is modern day power politicians also sometimes they do austerities, tapasya, uh, right? Like uh, fasting, all those things, but for political purposes. Then again, it's useless. To get Andhra Pradesh. Yeah, to get Andhra Pradesh. It's separated, right? Now again, Andhra Pradesh Yeah. So, okay. Last two phrases. Vasudeva para paro dharma. Vasudeva paro dharma. Religion is rendering loving service unto him. Dharma is given by God Himself. One cannot manufacture dharma, religion. Dharma to Sakshat Bhagavat Pranitam. Dharma is to execute Varnashtama Dharma. Chatur Varmyam Maya Shrishtam Guna Karma Vibhagashaha. Dharma is obedience to God. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Sarva Dharma Parityajya. And Manmana Bhava Madhbhaktu. Yeah. So, ultimate dharma is to render loving service unto Krishna. So then somebody may say, you know, I will invent my own dharma. The Prabhupada says very clearly, dharma has to be given only by God. And the other thing is, what are, then what is our dharma? Our dharma is basically, at a lower stage, it's Varnashrama dharma. But we have Brahmacharya, the four Varnas, four Ashramas. Above that is, dharma is obedience to God. So then what, what are rules Krishna has set in Bhagavad Gita? Some of the primary rules, he says, Sarva dharma parityacha, Mamekam Sharanam Raja. You remove all these, stop all your religious activities and surrender unto me. And he says, remember me, worship me, no? Manmanabhav Madhbhaktu. So if we are really following a religion, we should obey these principles of Krishna. Otherwise, our religion is also Kaitava Dharma, cheating religion. Right? It's cheating us of the final goal. The final goal is Vasudeva, which is in the next point. Vasudeva Paragati. Vasudeva Paragati. The ultimate goal is to go back to him, to, to home, back to Godhead. One who is interested in hearing about Vasudeva, his progress is very quick. Otherwise, everything he does is simply a formality. Mm -hmm. It's the same point. So we should develop our eagerness to hear about Krishna. Otherwise, whatever we are doing is namesake. All culture of knowledge, austerity, sacrifice and activity should be aimed at changing the quality of the influence that is acting upon living entities from material energy to spiritual energy. Mm. Mahatmas who are under the influence of the internal potency are constantly engaged in the service of the Lord without deviation. Mahatmanas to Mahapada. No one should bother himself with fruitive activities or dry speculation about transcendental knowledge. Nor should one worship different demigods who work as different assisting hands of the Lord for creation, maintenance or destruction of the material world. Even though Lord Vishnu accepts the quality of goodness of the material world, he is still transcendental to all the material worlds. Mm, we can pursue. So yeah, so the same thing. This is just summarizing all we have discussed. The people, uh, ultimate goal of all this austerity, sacrifice, everything is to, because we are marginal, right? Tatashta Shakti. So we can be influenced either by Yoga Maya or Mahamaya. So the point of all the things which we do in this life is meant for us to get more and more influenced by Yoga Maya rather than Mahamaya. So for that, whatever we need to do is, that's, that's better. So Mahatmas, they engage themselves into internal potency. That's why, you know, we should follow their examples. And we should not worship demigods because they are just assisting hands of the Lord. You know, we should rather come to Krishna directly. And the example is, even though Vishnu is in charge of mode of goodness, he is not within the modes. He is not, he is not subjugated to the modes. The example Shri Prabhupada gives here is that in the prison house, uh, there are certain rules of the prison house. So the prisoners as well as the guards, everybody are under the rules, laws of the prison house. But suddenly kings, king may come and pay a visit to just check, you know, how is it going. But he is not subjugated to those. He can open any door, he can see anything. He is not under the rules of the prison because he made the rules. So similarly, Vishnu can once in a while come to the material world. He created the rules, he is not under the rules. This is a nice example to understand that. So last line we can read, very nice. We should take advantage of the study of Srimad Bhagavatam, the direction then our life will be successful. Our aim of human life, mission will be fulfilled. That is the Krishna consciousness. So Prabhupada is saying, you know, Srimad Bhagavatam is pointing us who is the goal of life. Vasudeva very clearly. So we should take advantage of that, you know, what direction Srimad Bhagavatam is giving and mold our life towards the Vasudeva. <coughs> and this Krishna consciousness movement is helping towards that, helping that. 
so that's the point you know it seems like you know we at least seemingly we know that's why we have come to krishna conscious we are ser- serving krishna i don't know anyway we are just trying to follow as a sequence and doing what we do every week but it um, you know it helps sink in deeper right like you know why we are worshiping krishna right you know it's not like sentimental or anything but we see ultimately bhagavatam is proclaiming that you know we can know like point by point we can assess ourselves you know that's why that's why that's why so it's not blind following no oh, we know exactly what we are doing so that way we will be more convinced you know firm in bhagavad gita also when uh, krishna says that you know all my opulences are meant so that you know somebody can be more determined in more devotional service in that purport shri prabhupad was telling about six points why somebody should know about lots of opulences he is saying it's all can help a devotee become more firmly convinced about devotional service to the lord it will help a devotee surrender to the lord yeah. saying that you know he is so great you know he can take care of me he can take care of me otherwise we we don't want to surrender to somebody who is peer right or somebody who feel not capable of helping us so that's why knowledge about opulences of the lord will help firm, make the make our devotion very firm and fixed up in our devotional service so these are some of the things i wanted to share anybody has any questions or comments or discussion <coughs> actually i want to listen to one lecture and that is ಗುಡ್ you know if we are if you think we are intelligent you know sometimes we think oh i am very intelligent you know why should i take this why should i take this i can make my choices if you think we are very intelligent you know you should reflect back and see where you are right now you know you made a bad decision long time back because of your intelligence and that's why you know messed your life is messed up now so you know be better learn from shastras and get guidance how to proceed not use intelligence your intelligence okay we'll end here all glory to shri prabhu pad jai